0: Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch, AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au. Hello everyone and welcome to The Flag flies the place where we profile and chat about all the Aussies flying the flag for us in the US of A. I'm Christopher Tyler and alongside me is Lucky Miller. What's going on, buddy?
1: No time for small talk today, Christos.
0: We've got a big show. We do have a massive show. We're going to be rounding the bases very, very shortly with Richie Garraway from the SEN NFL Podcast, as well as Xavier Player from the SEN MLB podcast. But it's taken us about a year. We've been doing the show for about a year. Jamie Keane is finally on the show. I don't know why it's taken us so long to have a chat with him, but he's finally joining us, so I cannot wait to have a chat with him. It's going to be a big show. Let's get straight into it. Kicking us off on rounding the bases this afternoon, Xavier Player, mate. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. How are you? Yeah, pretty good, mate. Now, we'll start off uh, with Peter Moylan. Some news on Peter Moylan.
2: Uh, Peter Moylan, he's had a, about 20 games back up with Atlanta this year. Record of 1-0. and Earned run average, 3.86. Uh, he's thrown 9.1 innings, 7 strikeouts. Uh, just across, we'll use his last 7 games as an example. He's had his one win came in his last seven games. He's only given up three hits in his last seven appearances. Just a fantastic effort from him getting back to this level after a couple of surgeries and starting the year off in rookie ball.
0: Now, what about Liam Hendricks? We've spoken about Liam Hendricks uh, quite a bit on the show the last few weeks. What's the latest with him? How's he been going?
2: Hendricks is an excitement machine.
0: That's what and I like to the hear. The Blue
2: Jays have just clinched their first playoff spot since 1993. So I'm be overselling this a little bit. <laughs> but. He's 5-0 and oh for the year. He's got a 2.53 earner on average. He's made 56 appearances, and he struck out 71 guys. And what about the A-Rod one? Oh, that was fantastic, and it's so good because that strikeout, is, it's business for him. It's just what he does. It's regulation. He wouldn't have thought anything of it. But that got so much mainstream media coverage here. It was just fantastic. I really hope that that sort of kickstarts him being a more... More well-known athlete in this country, and I was talking to a friend of mine who's a Blue Jays fan this morning. I said to him, "Can you sum up what it means to have a playoff appearance? Now, obviously, you haven't had one in 22 years." And look, he said to me, "The whole, you know, last five or six years, we've had absolute misery. The teams, you know, been great, but then it's just gone down year after year. It's all completely paid off." So that's the attitude that's coming from Blue Jays fans. And if you haven't already, have a listen to the SEN MLB podcast from this week. Uh, where we actually crossed to Toronto and had a really good chat about Blue Jays and playoff baseball and the atmosphere that that is creating in Toronto.
0: That can be found at scn.com.au as well as on all of our social media pages as well. Xavier, thanks for joining us.
2: Not a problem, mate. Talk to you soon.
0: Continuing on with rounding the bases this afternoon is Richie Garraway from the SCN NFL podcast. Mate, welcome to the show. Good night, See you, doing? Good, mate. Well, we'll start off with the the player that everyone always wants to seem to uh, hear about, and that's Jared Hayne. He didn't have any uh, offensive snaps today, but he had one punt return.
3: He did with his longest punt return so far. It was 37 yards. um, Beat the punt again in the corner. He actually had some decent blocking up front
0: um, and then just
3: got pushed out of bounds um, by one of the kill men a bit further down. Uh, But I think the unfortunate thing that's appearing to happen to Jared one, he only had one opportunity because they just got smashed by Arizona today so Arizona only punted the once, Um, it really now appears like he's getting no offensive snaps.
0: And does that surprise you from what happened a couple of weeks ago and the fact that um, the 49ers have so many injuries uh, with their running back position?
3: Not really. They really appear to like Mike Davis, who's the other rookie running back. Um, They're really leaning on Carlos Hyde. He's taking the load. um, And Kaepernick's carrying the ball a lot more than he was last year. I think he had seven rushes today. And then the rookie, Mike Davis, I think finished with seven as well. So it appears to be Davis and Hyde are carrying all all the load while a couple of other guys are down. But it does appear that Haynes got the punt return job
1: back. Well, it doesn't surprise me that Kaepernick's rushing the ball when you throw two pick sixes within five and a half minutes.
3: <laughs> yeah, they were awful today. And he was too. Uh, I'm... Since the Super Bowl appearance that the 49ers had, that has just been going backwards at a rate of knots.
0: Moving on, Pittsburgh Steelers got the win over the uh, Rams 12-6. to 6. How did our man Jordy Berry punt?
3: Jordy was really good, really consistent. Uh, four punts, two inside 20s, which I'm not sure people realise, that is a really big deal because if you punt long and put it out the back of the end zone, the other team will come straight back out to the 20-yard line. So pinning somebody inside 20 is a big deal. He had two of those. Uh, he had a good long of um, 57 yards. Uh, so a good day in the office for him. The, the thing that will hurt them, though, is Ben Roethlisberger has gone down and what could be a serious knee injury. So Mike Vick came in in relief. Jordy might see himself being a bit busy in the next couple of weeks if uh, Roethlisberger can't come up.
0: And the Giants got the win over the Redskins, 32-21. to 21. How did our man Brad Wingo go?
3: Very similar to uh, Jordan Berry. He finished with four punts as well. He had two inside 20s, super consistent, had an average of 40 yards. Um, His kick coverage team downed one on the uh, three or four-yard line for him, which always looks great on your stat line. Um, So his looks like he's right at home uh, up there in New York since making... Well, not making the move, since he was sent up there. Um, But it looks like it's suiting him. Uh, The test will come a little later in the year with the weather up there in the Meadowlands, but so far it's looking good for him.
0: Beautiful, mate. Thanks for joining us. As always, we can hear the SEN NFL podcast from every Wednesday on SEN.com.au and all the SCN America social media channels as well, mate. Thanks for joining us. No worries, boys. Now, it's taken us 12 months, but we've finally got him on the phone. Jamie Keane from the mighty LSU Tigers joins us on the line now after a terrific win against Syracuse over the weekend. Ja- Jamie, I can't believe it's taken us so long, but thank you for finally jumping on the phone with us, mate. Welcome to the show.
4: Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having
0: me. Now, we'll get into uh, the game uh, against Syracuse shortly, and we'll get into this season as a whole very shortly. But basically, what we wanted to start off doing, because it's the first time that you've been on the Flag Flies, we kind of wanted to get uh, your story about how you got, kind of got to Pro Kick and kind of how you, you got to LSU. So, what, where, where did the where did the journey start for you?
4: Yeah, look, mate, uh, I grew up in Rockhampton, out there in Queensland. Went to high school and all that kind of stuff up there. And... Uh, I was pretty good at the crew rowing and throwing a javelin. So uh, after year 12, I kind of had to make a decision. Did I want to go down the rowing path or did I want to go down the javelin path? And I decided to move to Ballarat and start training with, at that, that time, the national events coach, Lindsay Burgoyne, out of Ballarat. Uh, so I moved down there, started just a part-time job and training full-time with him. Uh, about two two years in, uh, so I was about nineteen twenty. 20, I... Uh, Blew my shoulder out, so I had to get a full reco on my throwing arm and that kind of stuff, and never really recovered too well from that. I came back, did all my rehab, got back into it for six months, and just thought, look, uh, this isn't me. I don't want to do this anymore. So, uh, went and put on the boots with my roommate at Liamont Football Club, playing in the Central Highlands there. So, uh, started having a kick with them, preseason, season just for a bit of fun. Just never played uh, footy as such in my life, growing up in Rocky, and doing all the sport i was doing but uh, i thought why not i'm six four hundred kilos might be able to run out of full fort or something so i thought i'd have a bit of fun with that and after a couple of weeks of playing with them i was starting to roost goals from outside 50 with ease kind of stuff and one of my buddies was just sitting around having a beer one night and he goes well have you ever thought about going to america and being a punter and uh at that time there wasn't that many Aussies in college football and actually, there had been a few guys go to the NFL with Sav and Ben Graham and uh Darren Bennett back in the day kind of stuff so uh I pretty much got up on Google and looked in punning in Australia and Pro Kick Australia came up on the on the search bar there mate and uh got in got in contact with Chappie. and um it was end of 2011 went down for a Little uh, kick, just an evaluation kind of thing, and he said, "Look, you got a big enough leg. We think you can do it." So uh, signed on, trained with him for six months, sent out a bit of tape, and uh, LSU was interested. Brought me out on a visit and signed my signed my papers, and I came here in um, August. Oh no, when was it? May two thousand and twelve.
1: What I find um amazing, Jamie, is that throughout all this, like I've i probably followed you for probably three years now, um uh, through the through Aussies in college and things like that. We actually have uh, a remarkably uh we, we've crossed over a few times, believe it or not. I'm actually from Ballarat originally. Um and I actually used to play I played a season for Creswick in the in the CHFL. Um, back in the day, but I also, uh, as I found out in doing some research, uh, I when I was in high school in Ballarat, um, uh, I was in a rowing program. I was a cox because I was tiny in school. We actually would have been within a few races at the 2006 Nationals where you would have rowed uh, from Rockhampton Grammar, right? Yeah. With Sasha yeah, yeah, Bologoff
4: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: we're in the quads. We're in the quads there. Yeah, so we we're in the cox four, and um, my one of the guys in in my crew who I'm uh, who I'm roommates with at the moment. He actually rode with Sasha at the twenty fourteen world champ or uh, twenty thirteen world champs, um, and things like that. So we've actually, technically, we we've probably like been around each other probably a, a few times previously, which is really odd. But um, but yeah, so it's just it's always interesting. That's why I was fascinated when I saw that uh, that you had that rowing background because uh, I'm sure yeah you uh, you obviously you won nationals in '06, right? Yeah, we won we won the nationals in
4: '06 there and the quad
1: schoolboy quad. So it, uh, small world, it's small world. So what happened? I, 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 personally, I'm going to view this off off topic. But why didn't you go down the rowing path? Uh, look at the time. I probably thought
4: that. Uh my talent for javelin was probably a little bit better. I was top ten world ranking as an under eighteen kind of thing, and uh, I kinda thought that could be my could, could be the sport that I picked up and moved forward with so it was pretty much a spare of the moment decision. I loved rowing uh loved doing it kind of things, so, but uh, I decided to go with javelin
1: and hey, so let me get this right you were you You won a national championship rowing in Australia, which has probably arguably one of the strongest junior systems in the world. You were a top 10 ranked javelin thrower in the world. And then now you go, you pick up football, having never played it before, start roosting goals from outside 50, and then all of a sudden you sign at LSU. Like, does that, I think that's the strongest argument I've ever heard to say that, you know, genetically some people just get it and others don't. Like, does that even like just register to you, the fact that like what you've done is pretty extraordinary throughout your sporting career? Man, I just,
4: I just like having fun and finding something that I'm good at and sticking with it kind of thing. So when you put it, put it like that, it does sound pretty good on paper, but look, if someone gave me a ping pong paddle and I started playing and I started <laughs> being good at it, I, I'd go do it kind of thing. I just, I just enjoy doing stuff that
1: we'll
4: you can challenge yourself. Yeah, we will give it a crack.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, well, just out of curiosity, I know this will absolutely mean absolutely nothing for most of our listeners here. What was your 2KPP coming out of high school? 2k PB uh, on on water. Yeah. Oh, just on, on the ergo.
4: On the ergo, I think I went a 6.47. Okay. There you go. Yeah. If Is that I good? Remember, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong. I could be. I think 6.47 was when pretty much the start of year 12, and because uh, we didn't do that many ergos to be honest, we, we were on the water pretty much 24/7. There you go. Up north, there so.
0: So let's move back to uh, to LSU. When you first got there, Brad Wing, who's now uh, punting in the NFL, he was there at LSU just then. Did that kind of make the transition of going over a little bit easier knowing that there was an Australian in that program? And Did that kind of help you in your decision to actually move over to LSU at all?
4: Yeah, definitely. Look, uh, like I was saying, I, I didn't know Brad before I moved over here, but he, I met him when I came over on my visit. and He was my host and uh, showed me around and all that kind of stuff. So... Uh, it was good having him here for that year just to kind of sit and learn. Um, I did get to play in a couple of games, which uh, was awesome just to get that experience, get it under your belt kind of stuff. But uh, having him here and the class act that he is and the partner that he is as we see the day, partner with the uh, Giants there. So um, it's good to sit under him for a year. And I've got Josh Groudon sitting under me this year as well. So uh, it's good to have someone there for that just that year, just like a transition phase and just so you get to know everything, because it can be a bit daunting if you just chuck into it kind of stuff.
1: Well, what was it like? Because obviously uh, what people, um, I'm sure people at you know about this, but I suppose um, for for people in Australia that we're trying to um, raise awareness of all you guys over there, you actually grew up on, was it a 100-acre farm outside Rockhampton?
4: Yeah, we had a little, well, I actually grew up, my old man and my mom had a trucking business um, to begin with, livestock, cattle, that kind of stuff. And, when I think I was well, oh, I would've been probably hell would I've been I would have been probably twelve, ten or twelve or something like that. They sold that and the old man decided he wanted to get a farm. So we actually had a sixty acre property and um, about thirty five, forty minutes out of Rocky, but we also had a bigger one about twenty one twenty eight hundred acres out about an hour out of town. So uh grew up on the smaller, like the smaller block but would spend weekends and afternoons Going out to the big property to help out with the old man, that kind of stuff. We ran about four hundred head of cattle.
1: So, what was that like transitioning from, I suppose, uh, a relatively rural setup to to LSU? Is it, you know, can you find the similarities there? That it was it was a little bit more comfortable in the transition.
4: Yeah, look, um, I'm I'm not going to say I'm a country boy at heart, kind of thing. I, I we just I went about I went about it because that was that's what the old man told me to do. If he wanted me to go muster some cattle in or go put out put on um, fixed fences or whatever. I just went and did it, that kind of stuff. But I like Baton Rouge when I came on my visit because, it, it's, it's, yes, it's a big city kind of thing, but it's got a country feel about it. Everyone's really friendly. Um, a lot of people live on the land, out of town a little bit, that kind of stuff. Uh, a lot of people like to go fishing and all that kind of stuff around here as well. So uh, I found that was probably going to be a bit more of a smoother transition than probably like a big school like USC or UCLA in the middle of LA that kind of stuff could have been a bit interesting.
0: What do you enjoy the most about Baton Rouge because it's it's a bit of a party town do you do you have a bit of fun over there?
4: Oh definitely mate uh, it's it's a good town to after a win on Saturday nights you can go out and definitely have some fun that's for sure so uh, everyone likes to drink likes to eat and just enjoy themselves.
1: Oh, mate, you've walked straight into this. So we, we, we have to know. We have to know. We've heard a few stories, whether it be through Chappie and other people. Can you maybe tell us the true story about, about Rob Gronkowski? Uh,
4: the man is a living legend. Uh, <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen someone be able to just take on hard liquor as hard as he can, and the dude's just down to party. He is an absolute champ, absolute professional on and off the field, but like I said, he when it's time to have some fun, it's time to have some fun, kind of thing. So, as you can see, he's tearing up the NFL this year. He keeps himself in pristine shape, but uh, he he can throw down with the best of them, that's for sure.
0: I heard I, that I you I heard that you may have uh, actually drunk him under the table when uh, when you met him.
4: Uh, we, we went we went a few drinks for drinks, kind of thing. But uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say you could take me out he's a bit bigger than me so he, if he hears this he might want to rematch one day <laughs> Kind of thing. so uh well but no he's, he's a good a good bloke
1: we actually heard that there was a there was a a, a quote from Gronk himself saying uh, I'm never going to drink with an Australian again or some something along those lines <laughs> because you actually sunk Rob Gronkowski I think
0: you're being modest uh, there, I guess
4: I would I wouldn't go that far he uh he enjoyed his time in Baton Rouge uh Stephen Ridley, who played at the Patriots, came through LSU, and uh, he's a good friend of ours. He's always back at the program. and he, When the Super Bowl was in New Orleans that year, he came, brought Gronk and a few of his boys with him, and uh, we uh, we enjoyed our time, let's just put it that way.
1: Has it been, um, uh, I know we've spoken to Chappie a few times, and he actually, uh, at the start of this season, uh, listed you as, as someone where he thought that was going to, uh, you know, uh, take college football, you know, uh, by storm this year, at least you know, you know, take that next step. Uh, he was, he was the, uh, you were the prediction he gave for us. Uh, is it sort of heartening too, in the same sense, to see someone that you actually went through LSU with, albeit just for a, a year in in Brad Wing, see that he's actually made the NFL and now he's doing so well at the Giants. To say that, okay, then that's you. You can connect the two and say that that I, I know how to get there potentially.
4: Yeah, definitely. It's. Uh it's all about how hard you're, you're going to work and what you're willing to do to get that kind of thing. So there's plenty of talented guys out there. It's like any sport. You've always got your guys that are talented enough and just don't make it sometimes. And it's good to see Brad uh, make that transition. He, he didn't do it the easy way. He sat out a year after he left LSU, um, started full-time last year with the Steelers, and now he's with the Giants, kicking really well. So if anything I've learned from him, it's just you've got to be patient in this job, uh, There's 32 jobs in the NFL kind of thing every week, and everyone's job's up for grabs every week kind of thing as well when it comes to punting. So you just got to take your time. Um, So far this season, probably haven't started personally uh, as good as I want to. Um, The kicks just haven't been there, but um, just trying to work out a few cobwebs and get back to the form of last
1: year. Yeah, well, obviously you were the, uh, the 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 Pro King Australia Golden Boot was it award winner in this off season when you were back here in Australia. So you've, you've got some form behind you. But the other thing I just wanted to mention was uh, you're uh, majoring in sports administration at LSU. How much, how important was that in I suppose your decision to go over The fact that you could get a a college degree and and also you know what what are you looking forward to uh, to post. Uh, university with that degree. Is there anything that you see as a as a future career that this has maybe opened up to you because you've gone uh, and, and, uh, and done this?
4: Yeah, look, uh, once I'd finished with all the javelin stuff, I was actually looking into starting uni as a mature age kind of thing, back out of Ballarat or heading back home kind of thing. So uh, when this chance came up, I jumped at the opportunity, especially for them to pay for it all and be part of such a thing. Uh, is LSU football. But um, looking looking forward, uh, I feel like a um, front office kind of job, development role with uh, clubs, that kind of stuff, I can really, I feel like what I've learned over here playing my four years and what I've learned in my degree, I could almost bring that back to Australia and really help out with whether it be an AFL club, NRL club, A-League soccer, whatever's going on, just just to show them how it's done on the big scale and what they're doing when it comes to marketing and promotions, that kind of stuff, to just get the sports growing as such.
0: Now, you seem like a a pretty confident guy, Jamie. Would I be correct in saying that?
4: Uh, Yeah, I've been known to have a bit of a confidence, that's for sure.
0: Now, I don't know whether you've seen throughout the last couple of weeks, but uh, last week it came to uh, my attention, the new uh, song by Chad Kelly, the Ole Miss quarterback, self-titled Chad Kelly, that he wrote and produced, when he was in high school, have you ever created a, a rap song in your own name ever in your in uh, in your career Jamie
4: nah I think uh my singing talents my <laughs> rapping talents aren't that good so uh i'm a I'm a stick to letting them boys have their fun with that. It's always good when a guy comes out i think uh the thing I laughed about this year there was a guy I can't remember where he's from he committed he committed to somewhere by like flying in on a plane or something like that
1: and <laughs> Oh yeah, crazy! I can't remember where it was. It's it's this new. It's this. I think it's this new craze that's going in. Every all these new commits are trying to do this new, uh, uh, an innovative way to actually uh, announce their commitment. I I know the one you're talking about. I can't actually remember too where he was going to, but yeah, there was this helicopter one. There was this guy that did this professional. um, He got a professional video made up. I think it was a music video. Or well, something like that about announcing his commitment. So maybe maybe yeah, it was I I I've just got a I've just got an idea. Maybe when you come back to Australia, Jamie, with this degree, maybe you can actually work with, with Chappie and Johnny at Pro Kick and you can actually create all these different new um ways to announce commitments through Pro Kick Australia. We can do yeah, we can get different choppers coming in and announcing new kid at LSU and things like that.
4: Mate, it sounds like a good idea to me. Uh We could get something going there, that's for sure. Almost like a little promotional... Rap DVD kind
1: of thing Oh yeah DJ Chappie And you know I'm not sure what we Think for Johnny But yeah <laughs> We'll
0: figure it out Get yeah,
1: Johnny on it jo- I
4: think Johnny Would be the star of the show
1: We already know What uh, what Johnny's Sort of uh, catchphrase Would be But it's not probably Fit for, <laughs> fit for publication <laughs> <laughs> Yeah we, we're going to Have to put a few Beeps in there for
0: that <laughs> And just before We finish up Obviously playing uh, In the same team As Leonard Fournette I kind of had to mention him He looks to be terrific This year Probably at the moment The front runner For the Heisman Trophy What's it like Actually watching him in Person, because on TV it's just spectacular.
4: Mate, it's absolutely amazing. Um, just we saw what he was capable of last year, and this year he's just taken it to a whole new level. Uh, we're, like I say it all the time, just to be sitting on the sideline watching that, you don't get to see that every week, and we we get the front row seat every week. The kid's humble, he works hard, he's the most down to earth bloke you'll ever meet. He's got so much attention on him at the moment, but. He just he just wants to go out there and do the best for his school, do the best for his family and his community that he can, and represent New Orleans. So it's 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 absolutely awesome to be beside him while, while he's on his journey. It's 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 great to watch.
1: We think um, just one thing just to close out is that uh, uh, we heard a, a, a story when um, when Chappy was over there just in in the off season working with you guys down in Baton Rouge that I think there was some some bet that went on that there was some some Nike white tiempos that were on the line. And we heard a story about how, how you just uh, you managed just to just to pull off a pair f- pair for chappie what do we need to do to be able to <laughs> swing by the LSU you know uh, equipment room just to get some some new flashy pairs of uh, Nike white tiempos yeah
4: well chappie actually got them out of my personal collection so uh, oh were they he, uh, he'd been at yeah he he'd been at me for a while and I said look if you can hit a 40 yard ball over five seconds because he loves to put a pull on the boots and he, Go against us. He doesn't get many wins, but every so we will <laughs> give him a moral victory. And I said, "Look, you don't you don't have to hit the biggest ball out of everyone, but if I'll give you two days to hit a five oh forty yarder, and he ch- he turned one out, so uh, not one to better walk away from a bet. A bet's a bet. So uh, I'm down a pair of boots on my personal collection for the year, but I think I'll be all right. So. Uh, very uh, good. He, he, they're probably still nice and white and straight out of the box. He wouldn't have worn them yet. He doesn't like to pull anything out in the cold, wet
0: weather. Yeah, good call. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for joining us, mate. It's been 12 months, but we finally got you on. So thank you for joining us. And hopefully it's uh, the first of many chats that we can have with you. Best of luck for the rest of the season, mate. We'll be watching you closely.
4: No worries, fellas. Thanks for having us.